Welcome to the Above Average Driven Millennials podcast series, where entrepreneurs, celebrities, and athletes talk about their journey, from starting and all the shit they had to go through to get where they are today. Please spread the love. Write us a review. We want to help as many entrepreneurs and people as we can with advice from industry experts. Now, here's your host, president and founder of Adapting Social, John A. Vaguero. Sinead Pramar, welcome so much. Welcome to you. Thank you so much, first of all, for giving you, you know, giving your time. You know, one thing we truly believe is that time is a valuable asset we don't get back. So you, you spending it here with us today, dude, means the world to us. Um, so, so today, thank you. Also with us, our, our podcast director, Nick, what's up, Nick? Well, yo, what's up guys? How's it going? <laughs> so today, for people who don't know who you are, give us a quick summary on like just your story, man, your thesis. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think, uh, thanks so much for letting me be here and letting me open my voice. Uh, Nick and uh, John, pleasure to meet you guys. Um, so yeah, so a little bit about myself. So like you said, my name is Snip Mar. Um, my early parts of my life were pretty average. Um, my, the entire overall thesis is like, um, I knew I wanted to build something that helped change the world. I knew I wanted to do something different. Um, I got really sick of seeing everyone doing the same things over and over again. Um, that going for me and my parents uh, fitting the same cogs uh, that I've seen everyone else fit into this machine. And I knew I wanted to do something different. So what I did is um, basically the early parts of my life, I grew up in a regular neighborhood, honestly, not with many friends. I lived in an extended family household. Um, usually my cousins were my friends. I moved around a lot as a kid. So right. never really knew one thing for a long period of time. And then, well, after that, I went to a college where I really started to like understand how to be different from seeing all these people from around the world coming to one um, main sector, main city, Atlanta. And I was able to see that like you can be whatever you want. And while I was there, I was able to work for a lot of people and even uh, learn from a lot of people that were trying to build their own thing. So going through that journey, I was able to learn that if I wanted to do something for myself, I can go out and do that. And that could be a potential opportunity for me. Obviously, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs. But as long as you keep focusing on what you want to do and you want to build that out, I think uh, it will come to be. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. And, and you know what? We... We respect that. <clears throat> what would you so for so the people out there listening, um, you know, talk to us real quick just about like what were some what were some challenges you faced when you were you know starting to want to build you know Parker Solutions or you know you know this this brand that you're building for yourself. Yeah, so um, I'll start with the company because I think that's where everything stems from, even my brand and my personal goals. Right. Um, some of the early challenges I had was one in figuring out how to build something because I've never done it before. I was never an entrepreneur before. I've never, like, I've never had like those, uh, lemonade stands on the sidewalk of my house or anything like that when I was a kid. It was always about like, I'm um, just studying and like, uh, trying to get to college and then going to med school. So, right. um, well, yeah. So like I had a very average, uh, were your parents, uh, were your parents wanting you to go to med school? Uh, yeah, they were, they were 100% like involved in me getting to med school. Like in fact, it was so much so that, Every summer, I'd spent you know working on a hospital or shadowing a neurosurgeon or something like that. Like I had everything set up. Even up until my first year in college, I was being pushed to go to med school. So it was a very, very <laughs> conversation happening with people around me. Like, hey, like that's not something I want to do. It's just something I was told as a kid, so I just believed in it. How many How many siblings do you have? <laughs> well, I have one uh, younger sibling, actually, one sister. 
Okay, so you're the older, you're the older, so. I'm older, yeah. So it, it was basically a hard movie. are like, okay, you have to set the standards. You have to do, a, do this, then you're just so far. So she has to be a doctor. or <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She has to be the doctor then, okay. Yeah, Listen, exactly. <clears throat> but you know what, dude? <clears throat> you know, when I started, I, I started adapting social when I was 17 in my parents' basement. And, yeah. um, and so for me, like my main, my main mission, my main driver, uh, you know, was tell my family, you know, pay their mortgage off. You know, I had, I had a family, you know, didn't financially do well. And for me, like my drive what, and my why was like, I needed to help my family. Yeah. And it's crazy because my, my why has always been the same. It's still that like helping my family, my people around me. Um, <clears throat> but my why has evolved, right? And my why now is the amazing people like Nick, you know, over there, you know, getting after in the office right now. Like, so like we, we have such a great team of people now, um, of artists, innovators that are adapting social. And then also obviously the main, main, main thing now, my main why besides my family, my team family, um, is like, you know, when, if I were to ask you right now, think the first running shoe that comes in your head, what would you say? The first running shoe? Yep. So the first running shoe that pops up in your head when you think of running shoes, what is it? What brand? Exactly. Nobody's ever said Adidas in my in, in my entire <laughs> life. Fine. Nobody's <clears throat> nobody's ever said Adidas, right? That's that's our mission for small business because we our, our game plan because we provide our clients a full solution, right? So right. that our why is you know giving small business that opportunity to have all the technology, all the services we provide, which mm-hmm. normally Fortune five hundred clients only have access to. What right. is what is your why? Yeah, and I think I love how you uh, explain how like it originally like your why was different from what it is now, and I think that's a super important thing as an entrepreneur, as a just creative, as an artist trying to build something or create something. Um, I think that changes over time as you get to each phase in your career or in your path and journey. <clears throat> right. Early on, my my why was basically um, I wanted to. I realized I didn't want to be a good medical school. I didn't want to be a doctor. That was my like that was. I realized that I was like, okay, cool. That's actually not something I want to do. Something my family, my friends, like relatives want me to do so what sh- what do i do now that I-, I just learned about this thing called startups and entrepreneurship i literally fell into this organization while I was in college where like these people came in and like talked to me about about oh i built this company uh, i'm running this and so so and i was like wait that's not that's not possible it's crazy you can't build a company out of nowhere like the companies have lasted for uh 50 to 100 years and you're just old and you just move up the chain and like they're like no you cannot go out there and build this and i was like that's crazy so my why early on was one to like prove more like a chip on the shoulder. It's like, I can do this. Like I need to be different from everyone around me just cause like, I don't want to be this, uh, another person that everyone thinks oh, I was just another person that's doing this. Right. And over time it's changed now to be more so like, I want to help uh, people around me and change the world for a better place. And that's where the idea of park restrictions came to be. Cause I, it was a huge pivot that occurred early on. What we do now is completely different from what we did before because what we do now, we feel like we're actually connecting people to their surroundings, communities, and cities around them. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. And <clears throat> and and so, like, what what would you say is something that you like? Again, let's just say ten years goes by, right? Yeah. Where do you see yourself being there? In 10 years, honestly, I see myself uh, doing something different from what I'm doing right now. So uh, I love Parka and like I love, and this is like what I want to build out, <clears throat> especially with the, um, the path that we're taking. Right. But like 
as a creative and as an artist, I think there's always changing environments. There's always something that different that I want to do. Mm-hmm. So 10 years from now, I think I'm going to be doing something completely different, uh, maybe in the same industry or maybe in a different industry, but still building this uh, company. So this fundamentals that I've learned while building this company and building my brand, it will always be the same. I don't think that ever changes. And I'm sure you know, like building that, uh, like adapting social from some years seventeen, like those fundamentals are still the most important things. Oh fuck yeah, dude! Adapting social is like my child. <laughs> adapting social is literally my child that I, I'll never let go of. And <clears throat> and and let me ask you, and like, what advice would you give to people? Because listen, there's a lot of there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that get pressured by their parents to be a doctor or to go be an at- attorney. Or, you know, or to some sort of shit like that. Like, in a lot of times in families that, that have kids that grow up in that environment, um, you know, what advice would you give to people who are facing that challenge right now? That you clearly did not just, you know, bend over and say, okay, I'll go be a doctor um, and fold. Like, you, you, you took your own route. So what would you say to those people who are facing that right now? Um, I would tell them to, like, okay, if there's something that you really, really want to do and pursue, I would say go do that. I would say drop everything that people are telling you to do and like do what you want to do. Cause like at the end of the day, it's your life. It's what you're you with. And if you're unhappy being a doctor or a lawyer, you're not going to be good at your job. I don't want an unhappy doctor. Like, oh, I have to do an operation on this patient. Like, no, that's not the type of doctor I want. I want a doctor that's like, Oh fuck. Yeah. This is what I want to do every single day. I want to save lives. That's great. Or could you imagine a lawyer? That's like a criminal lawyer. That's like, I like this job. That'd be terrible. So, my whole point is like, if you don't love what you're doing, you're not going to be, good at it so why do it at all let's go that's fire dude i love that i love that dude amazing and i totally agree with you um one thing that john has always said with us since day one is that work is 80 percent of your life so if you're not doing what you love then you're literally wasting 80 percent of your life yeah it's all about doing what you love and integrating your life with your work so that you can have the optimal success. And that's what John preaches. It's what we do. It's our culture. And I think that that's what really sets us apart from everyone else. No, I think like you'll never go into work at adapting social and not hear John go crazy (laughs) with his high energy and everyone's so thankful to be here. And that really makes everything so worth it. And so great here. That's amazing. And, like, honestly, like, um, and I'm sure both of you guys know this, like, uh, like working so hard and, like, building this to, like, the next, like, big thing for, like, small businesses and give them a voice and everything. Um, I'm a huge believer in, like, obviously having work and life and, like, having, like, uh, differentiation in there. But there's this really cool thing that I learned um, that Jeff Bezos said. Instead of, like, work-life balance, there's balance institutes uh, that there needs to be uh, a factor that you have to give and let go. Like right. you have to like work to have balance, but what I believe in work life harmony, where each person has their own uh, belief in terms of like how much they need to work, how much they need to do for their personal stuff. Fuck like yeah. I think that's really important because it's like, well, for most people, like especially starting a company, you're supposed to be spending at least a hundred hours a week on this shit. Like you're not gonna be there like, oh, I'm gonna work from nine to five and be like, okay, I'm good. Let me take a break and start back tomorrow morning. It's like no, it's gonna happen twenty four seven. If there's a call that comes in at midnight, you're gonna pick up. Dude, I so first off. Let's go. So, so first of all, number one, that's so that's so true and so funny. I have three main me- virtual mentors that are are a huge part of adapting social. One of them, Steve Jobs, most importantly. Um, secondly, Tony Robbins. Thirdly, Jeff Bezos. And I fuck so heavily with work life. I've always called it work life integration, 
And then, and then I've listened to, <clears throat> I listened to one of his keynotes and he was like, yeah. work, work life harmony. And I was like, damn, that's so much better than integration. I'm like, it just sounds so much sexier. Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, and, and also Nick, thank you for, for sharing that before. Like, you know, that, that means it's, it's massive and it's so important that you have a team of people that are climbing the same mountain and, and, and the, and the more, and the more that I'm getting older, right. Cause as an entrepreneur, I didn't go to college. <clears throat> I, I dropped out of County college. I didn't even go to, for me, I didn't go to school learning all this shit where it's like, you know, business basics and management and this and that. So a lot of the stuff as I've, as I've grown up in this business and grown up with adapting social, you know, I've literally grown up as a kid doing this. So you learn every day. And, you know, it's people, it's people like Nick and people like, you know, like that on my team that make a culture and make a company great. And for, for me, and the one thing, <clears throat> my cousin went to 10X, uh, Grant Cardone's 10X this, this past weekend. Um, and was like, dude, it was like fucking insane. He's like, it's like literally like snorting cocaine for three days. <laughs> That's how crazy the energy was. And, <clears throat> and, um, and, uh, what do you call it? Not that I've done that before. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've done that before. Just throw that out there. Um, but but um, but so the biggest thing though is that like he, he told me. I asked him. I was like, dude, what was your takeaway from it? And he's yeah. like, you know, he he brought up a bunch of things about marketing. And then he's like, get one thing that Grant preached hardcore is get rid of your team members that are not climbing the same mountain as you. That's why it's so important that we have a team of people that are have aligned values and aligned goals. And that's why coming into a culture. And most millennial cultures, and the reason why I bring this up, most millennial cultures, you know, are very different from like what our parents' generation was brought yeah. into. Or even, <clears throat> even like me, I, I just turned 27, me yeah. going back, like when I was working at Best Buy or, or when I was like a lifeguard or when I worked at like Ruby Tuesdays as a server, like the people I worked with had a completely different mentality than the people who are now like 21, 22, 20, 20 I would say 21 <clears throat> through like 25. And Nick's yeah. just, Nick's a gem. He just doesn't fit in that category. He's like, an, <laughs> Nick's, Nick's like an old soul. But, <clears throat> but the, but the whole thing though is like, the culture is different, man. And a lot of our clients that are bigger clients, they're shitting their pants because millennials, they're very different. Like back then, like there was this, there was this chart analysis and it was like, like workers then versus workers now. And it's like what they care about. Back then, it was like a pension. Like you cared only about getting a pension and that was it. Now, <clears throat> it's purpose. And then they looked at like, you know, uh, you know, different things like longevity and long term. And people back then, again, it was all about security. That's it. Like if you had a job, you were happy. And like you could provide for your family, you're happy. Now, it's extremely different. Now, it's people want to feel like they're making an impact. They want to feel like they're growing. They want to feel like things are changing. They can't, <clears throat> they can't sit at the same cubicle for 40 years like our parents did. Um, it'll never happen. And so that world is so, so different. What if, what is. Yeah. So like, um, I think one, that's one of the most important things like uh, company culture and the teammates you bring in and the people you bring in. So our culture, it's put into like a couple words. I've, I would say um, it's fun, innovative, and open. And the reason I choose those three words specifically is we always want to keep it fun. Like everyone in, that's part of my company, we're like, 
really good friends. We always like we hang out outside of work, enjoy uh, go out on the weekends, whatever it may be. But we're like that tight. Um, in terms of innovative, everyone has opportunity to come up with like new solutions, new features, or like change the way we're doing things. And that's something I make uh, clear to every single person we bring on board. It's like you have the opportunity to change any process in this company that you see that you can make better. Just have a reason why. And if it works, then let's do it. Like I'm all for it. Because like the way I we bring up people on board is we always bring somebody on board that we think is better than ourselves. Because like if I'm going to go hire somebody, I want somebody for that role to be better than I am at that role. Hell that's yeah. the only way you go. <clears throat> absolutely yeah and then being an opportunity to, like uh, voice their opinion on something that's happening and i think that's very important especially like you said like, millennial culture the younger generation now it's like everyone has a voice everyone wants to stand up for what's right um back in the day it wasn't like that back in the day it was like if you have a job you're good now it's like people want to work on something that they actually feel proud of they, they want to tell people oh, i'm working on this because it's helping this many people or it's changing the world in this specific manner right so <clears throat> those are our company culture especially like as we continue to grow and like hire more people, um, we definitely want to keep it in a way where um, a few of my teammates are remote. So like, I mean, obviously it's like a little bit harder to create company culture, but like right. at this day and age, everyone works. Like, all you need is an inter- internet connection and a laptop and you can work from anywhere you want. So I know, um, we- I know dude. that's, see, that's also the tough part, bro. I, I don't got cheap office rents. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for me, it's like, damn, but no, but you know what? It's awesome that you have that ability. A lot of a lot of people have have that that virtual, um, and I think that virtual creating a virtual culture is is fucking is, is tough. But having having that as long as you have that standard in place, it goes it goes from culture to standard because obviously at that point people are not sitting there all there collaborating, vibing, and doing those things. Um, but that those values are set forth by you, and um, and so and so another question I have for you is. <clears throat> so, how old are you? Uh, so, I just turned 23 about like six months ago. So. Okay, so 23. So, what would you tell yourself when you were like 16? That you, If you can go back in time, 16-year-old self, what advice would you give yourself? Uh, to not follow any of the rules. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. Like, there's like a, a thing that I, I was thinking of. It's like, I didn't fall into entrepreneurship, so I got... To like college, like late into college, like so. If I started like way earlier, it would have been like such a more a profound thing, and like just becoming aware of like what society is and how it's trying to build you up. I think that would have been huge. There's there's a book I'm reading called The Artist Way, and it's basically about building your understanding of who you are as an individual and learning about uh, getting gifts from the universe. So like the universe will give you gifts, but p- most people will like unex- will not accept those because they feel like they haven't worked hard enough. <clears throat> and being true to yourself is work itself work enough to receive those gifts mm. there's this crazy philosophy that I've just been like thinking about recently in the past few days with a friend it's like it's the matrix so like that shit's so real now because like it's literally like a red blue, a blue pill type of thing it's like people are unaware that people just like uh, they just go through the life fitting these um, jobs work stigmas and just like going through life like uh, following this path that's been set for them but, like, to actually become aware and be like, oh, wait, this shit's wrong. Or, like, to voice your opinion about something. Or, to, like, actually build something. That's just crazy. And people will think you're crazy. I'm sure when you started at Adam Social when you were 17, like, people were like, why would you do that? You're, like, you're crazy. Like, same thing that happened to me. It's oh, like, yeah. you're crazy. Drop this shit and, like, go do something that has potential potentially down the line. 